If you would, turn with me to the Gospel according to John, chapter 1. You probably know this, maybe by heart, at least the first part. And so let's take a brief look at this text this morning. Really one of the most profound things ever written. Notice these words here in John, chapter 1. We'll begin with verse 1. I'm reading from the RSV. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And without Him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world. And the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Jesus, thank you for your holy word. You are the word of God. May we Receive this word today, we pray in your name. Amen. I've got good news this morning on this very merry Christmas. You know that term merry just means mirth, which is this sort of happiness. Almost, you think, I think of at least, uh, if you've ever read Lord of the Rings, mirth. And mirth has this idea of a joyfulness. This sort of, not a passing happiness here and there, but rather a substantial happiness that is deep, even that when bad things happen, we really know who's in control. We can kind of smirk, if you will, in the face of evil itself and know that there is the good one who will overcome all evil. There is the light that shines into the darkness, both exposing it and doing away with it. And so here's the good news. This morning, for all of us to hear, and we've already heard it here, I'm just going to re-say it. Brighter days are ahead. Brighter days are ahead. Wherever you are in your life right now, maybe for you, you're in a dark valley. Some of us are walking through that right now. There's been a cancer scare or a medical something, or there's been a loss of a loved one literally tearing apart our soul. You're in the valley. 
You're in the darkness. Or maybe you're on the mountaintop right now. Things for you are going great. Things for you are really swell right now. Well, great. Maybe you're climbing. Maybe you're descending. (laughs) Wherever you are, brighter days are ahead. Brighter than you can imagine. You say, Pastor, how do you know that? You don't know my story exactly. I don't have to to know that brighter days are ahead. Did you know that on December 21, we had the winter solstice? Yeah? You remember that? It's the darkest day of the year. It's the shortest day of the year. The one filled with darkness. Least light. But after that day, which means we're in that now, you know what starts happening? Brighter days ahead. Yeah? We're headed to brighter days for like 180-something days. We're going to be increasing every single day. It's going to get a little brighter. And you know what? I felt like this morning, were you up early? I felt like this morning the light was, a little, was shining a little earlier than it did yesterday. And actually, it was. It wasn't just some myth. And it wasn't my kids turning on the light either. You know what? Because Christ has come, Brighter days are ahead. It's only going to get brighter and brighter from here on out. Isn't it interesting the way John begins his passage here? In the beginning. What does that remind us of but Genesis 1-1? Everybody that would have heard this read would have said, oh, yeah, of course, Genesis 1-1, right? In the beginning, God. And now, in the beginning, the word of God. And interestingly, do you know the first thing to be created by God? On the first day, in verse 3? Light. Do you remember? Let there be light. Because light has to come first. Light is always first. Did you know that your existence was first light? When you came into the world, I'll never forget Jackson being born. I think I did a devotion on this, maybe. When Jackson was born, that little dude, he came out of the womb, and the first thing he did, I thought babies were supposed to, like, be, you know, writhing and pain and, you know, doing all these things and crying. And that dude come out very calm like this. Well, I won't show everything, but he he came out, right? And all of a sudden, they hand him to me, and he, he, he does this number, opens his eyes, looks around, no crying. I said, is he okay? Is everything right? Why is he not crying? They were hoping I would enjoy the moment. I was freaking out. Why is the dude not crying? He just looking around with his eyeballs, you know, enjoying the light. And you know, that's how all of us come into the world. Now, some of us came in crying. I get it. Jackson didn't. Maybe you did. But you know what? The first thing we see is light. It's light. Even in the mother's womb, we know babies see light. Light. We have to operate with Light And even today, we see what we see. You are alive because you've received the light. This was in the beginning, and it's your beginning. And you know what? The days are not getting darker no matter what you're going through. Hear me. They're not getting darker. They're getting lighter. But only the eye of faith can see that. Just as you had to be born into the world and then can see light, so too we must be Born again in order to see the light growing day by day. So let me ask you, are you walking in the light? 
Are you living in the light? Are you following the light? You remember in the Christmas story, Matthew's account, there's a group of people that followed the light. Do you remember who they were? Kids? The Magi, right? The three kings, as we say. The wise men. They follow the light of a star. Do you remember this? It's called the Christmas star. We can say it's the Jesus star. Because you know what? When the Son of God comes into the world, watch this. He draws all of creation to himself. How can he do anything other than that? Because this is the maker, and all of a sudden the maker is taking on the creation. He's becoming a man. He became man for us. And all of creation is looking on, including the stars. So what is, if you want to think of it this way, what is below man? That is, the things that are not human persons. Stars, planets, trees, animals. You know, there's animals in the story as well. Remember a donkey? Maybe an ox, we're told, by tradition. Isn't it interesting, the donkey, who some of you, you said the old King James word for that earlier, and some of you refused to say it. I saw that. That's okay. I get it. If you get it, you get it. <laughs> um, the donkey was there at the beginning of Christ's journey, wasn't he? And you know what? The donkey shows up again at the end of Christ's journey, carrying him to his cross. All of creation. Because all of creation was created through him and by him and for him, recognizes the creator when he shows up in the world. Except for one type of animal that is more than animal. That's why I say things below us recognize Christ. Things above man. That would be angels, right? They recognize that he's coming into the world. Remember, they're singing one angel to then a heavenly host. Angels being greater than we are. Here we are, stuck in the middle, not purely spirit, not purely matter, not only an animal, not an angel. None of us are angels, even though some of us will say that kind of thing. You're such an angel. Not yet. (laughs) We're stuck between, and we are the ones who can reject him. We're the ones that can like the darkness more than light. We're the ones that often do not make room for the creator. Have you made room for him? Don't be like those who don't. Be like the wise men who sought the star. Simply reading creation. You say, you say I think that's getting a little into paganism there, pastor. Listen, do you know that there's nothing secular in all of the world? God created everything. There's no part of the universe where we can say, oh, well, this is just um, apart from God. No. There's nowhere you can go to escape God. He is the only show in town. He's it. And there's no escaping him. Which means everything points to him, ultimately. When you trace the cord back to the wall, where the power's coming in, it's always him. So your desire for justice, that's not right. Your desire for mercy, those people should be treated mercifully. That's wrong. That's from God. 
All of nature points back to him. It can't do anything other than that. And so must we. We too should follow the light. We too should walk in the light because Jesus, John tells us here, this is John Beloved, not John the Baptist. He tells us there was a guy, John the Baptist, who testified, witnessed to the light. He was not the light. The true light is Jesus who enlightens some people? No. Who enlightens everyone? The fact that you can think about what I'm saying and understand it, guess who's working in there? It's God's spirit. It's God. It's not just you. It's God. Work with him and follow the light that he gives you. The wisdom that he gives us is the word of God. This is light. This is the lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is how we follow the light. And Jesus coming into the world changes everything. And then you know what Jesus says in his earthly life? This is just mind-blowing. You ready for this? I'm going to read it. You are you. Everybody says you. Look around and just say you. 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 You are the light of the world. Jesus is saying this. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, notice, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. How? So that they may see what? Your good works. Your good works. And then give glory to your Father in heaven. How are we to be the light of the world? Good works. Good works. Done in the power of the Spirit who is the light of God. Think about it. Isn't this the way we light up the darkness? Is to practice not a totalitarian, tyrannical sort of way of ruling our house or being a boss or being whatever in light in this. No, instead, meekness. Power under control. Anybody can go into a rage. Have you, have you noticed that it's very easy to go into a rage? It doesn't take a whole lot, does it? Get real mad, just start yelling, throwing stuff. Doesn't take much effort at all, in fact. You know what does take effort? is to be really mad and withdraw that. And say, you know what? I've done something stupid too. I'm going to have patience. I'm going to be meek. That's power. That's light. What about justice? Practicing what is just. We have such a skewed view of justice. We think it's about our rights. We are so wrong about that. As Christians, that's the only right we have is a cross. We have the privilege to be crucified with Christ. What about mercy in our lives? Do we show mercy when we show mercy? Let me put it this way. When we show mercy, there's light. When we are pure sexually, when we are pure even in our thoughts towards others, towards our body, you know what? That shines light. 
What about when we practice forgiveness? When you offer that as a gift, that's light. That's light. Being truthful, not telling lies, not spreading rumors, not of gossip, but of telling the truth. Being for the truth, even proclaiming the truth, that's light. What about almsgiving? Sacrificial charity. Prayer and fasting. As soon as I read that today, which was my own notes, the Lord said, doot, doot, doot. You need to do more fasting this year. You didn't fast enough. You feasted too much. Yes, sir. Aye, aye, Captain. These are works of light. What about the fruit of the Spirit, right? This is light, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. These are the fruits of a life lived in the light. (laughs) So this morning, like the star, shine bright for Jesus so that others may find their way. Like the angels, speak forth his praise. We can use that old KJV word, laud him. That's not, you know, southern for law. Oh, laud, you know, no. It's L-A-U-D, okay? Which means to praise him. Laud him. Like the shepherds, go see Christ for yourself. The newborn king. And like the wise men, follow the light. All wise people seek Christ. C.S. Lewis famously said, I believe Christianity, in Christianity, as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Is that the way you see the world? As Christians, we ought to see the world differently because we know the light has come into the world and it's getting brighter and brighter every day. Dear friends, receive this Christmas message. There's brighter days ahead for you, for me. There's brighter days ahead. Do you believe that? You should. We have reason to believe it because the light has come into the world and overcome the darkness. Amen.